The Countercultural Call to Humility Preface As I lay down the words for this discourse on humility, I am compelled to share a candid preface. My reflections are not from a mountaintop of achieved virtue but from the trenches of a journey I am still navigating. This is not a proclamation of having reached the pinnacle of humility but an open invitation to walk alongside me through the valleys and peaks of striving to live a life reflective of the humility that Christ himself embodied. It is a journey marked by faltering steps, earnest learning, and an ever-deepening reliance on the grace that sustains each effort to emulate such a profound and celestial virtue. Introduction Loud voices and visible achievements frequently receive society's accolades. Yet, the biblical call for humility marks a profound deviation from such standards. Embracing humility becomes a countercultural act against a backdrop that celebrates self-promotion and celebrity. This is no accident. Humility is not merely a virtue to be admired by believers. It is a command to be followed, a pattern of life to be emulated, as seen in the person of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul captures this succinctly in his letter to the Philippians, urging them to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves, Philippians 2 3-4 NIV. This call to humility is neither incidental nor superficial, it cuts to the heart of what it means to live a life reflective of Christ, whose life embodied service above status, giving above receiving, and the divine above the self. It challenges the believer to assess their life's orientation, is it inward and upward, seeking personal elevation, or outward and downward, in the posture of a servant? To engage with humility is to engage with a paradox, it requires a high view of one's worth, knowing one is made in the image of God and redeemed by Christ, while simultaneously maintaining a low view of one's importance, recognizing that we are but one part of a larger body, the Church, and the grand story of redemption. It is here, in this tension, that humility finds its richest expression and its most profound challenge to the prevailing cultural ethos. The following sections will explore the embodiment of humility in the life of Christ, the interplay of humility and grace, the visible expressions of humility through service, the daily disciplines that cultivate humility, its vital role within the community, and the redefinition of leadership through the lens of humility. As we unpack these facets, we shall see that humility is not a call to a life less lived but a life lived more fully in the light of truth, grace, and divine love. The Life of Christ as the Model of Humility Jesus Christ is often depicted in grand scenes, calming storms, healing the sick, and feeding thousands. Yet, in his life's quiet, unassuming moments, the essence of his humility shines forth. From his birth in a stable to his washing of his disciples' feet, Jesus consistently placed himself in the posture of a servant. His interactions were not characterized by a grasping for power or a demand for respect but by meekness and deference to the will of the Father. In the Gospel of John, we find a profound act of humility when Jesus, the Master and Teacher, stoops to perform a duty reserved for servants, washing his disciples' feet, John 13 1-17. This was not merely a symbolic gesture but a demonstration of the upside-down kingdom he proclaimed, where the greatest is the servant of all. It was a direct challenge to societal norms and a clear teaching on the practical outworking of humility in the lives of his followers. Christ's journey to the cross stands as the ultimate act of humility. Philippians 2.8 notes that he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. This was not a passive resignation but an act of choice to embrace suffering for the sake of others. In doing so, he modeled the sacrificial nature of humility, which is not concerned with self-preservation but with self-giving love. 
The humility of Christ was not a mere abdication of strength, but the exercise of divine strength restrained for the purpose of redemption. His miracles and teachings, while demonstrating his divinity, were performed not to assert his dominance but to serve others and reveal the Father's heart. Through his example, believers are called to admire humility from afar and embody it, allowing their actions to align with the servant-hearted nature of their Savior. Humility and Grace, the Antidote to Pride Understanding grace is essential to practicing true humility, for it is at the cross where pride is exposed for its bankruptcy and grace for its richness. The grace extended to humanity through Christ's sacrifice is the same grace that beckons the believer to a life of humility. It is a constant reminder that none can stand before God on their own merits, it is solely through Jesus' righteousness that one is made right with God. This recognition of grace cultivates humility by reminding us of our fallibility and complete dependence on God for salvation. The Apostle Paul's epistle to the Ephesians emphatically states that salvation is a gift of grace, not a result of works, lest anyone should boast, Ephesians 2 8-9. Here, Paul strikes at the heart of pride, suggesting that it is not just a personal failing but a fundamental misunderstanding of the nature of salvation. Grace has a leveling effect on all who embrace it. It diminishes the urge to elevate oneself above others, knowing everyone needs grace equally. When believers grasp the depth of their own need for grace, they are less likely to stand in judgment over others or seek to assert their own superiority. Instead, they are motivated by a profound sense of gratitude that manifests in a lifestyle of humility. This gratitude is not passive, it is active and seeks expression. It moves the believer to extend the same grace received to others. It prompts acts of kindness, encourages words of forgiveness, and fosters a spirit of patience. Through grace, the believer is empowered to live out the humility demonstrated by Christ, recognizing that every encounter with another is an opportunity to practice grace-filled humility. The Visibility of Humility, Service Over Status Humility is not merely an inward disposition but is most powerfully displayed in action. True humility often manifests in a preference for service over the pursuit of status. It is in the everyday acts of kindness, in the conscious decision to serve rather than be served, that humility becomes visible. This service is not confined to grand gestures, it is found in the simple, everyday acts of putting others first. It might be seen in the willingness to step back so that others may step forward, in offering the proverbial seat at the table to someone less heard, or in choosing to perform tasks that go unnoticed but are essential for the community's well-being. Such service echoes the teachings of Jesus, who told his followers that whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, Matthew 20 26. In living out this principle, humility ceases to be an abstract quality and becomes a tangible expression of faith. The believer who practices humility does not avoid responsibility or shirk from leadership positions but approaches such roles with a servant's heart, prioritizing the needs and well-being of others above personal ambition. The practice of humility and service is also a means of witness. It speaks to a value system contradicting the fame and fortune society often celebrates. When believers engage in humble service, they offer a glimpse of the kingdom of God, where the last shall be first and the first last. Such a countercultural lifestyle can pique curiosity, open doors for meaningful conversation, and ultimately point others to Christ. Moreover, the choice to serve quietly behind the scenes, without fanfare or recognition, is a powerful demonstration of trust in God's recognition over human applause. In the unseen moments, the practice of humility can be most challenging yet rewarding, providing a deep sense of fulfillment from knowing one is serving in alignment with God's purposes. 
Daily Practices, Cultivating Humility Through Discipline Cultivating humility is not accidental but the fruit of disciplined spiritual practices. These practices, prayer, scripture study, and self-examination, are the fertile ground for the seed of humility to grow. Engaging in these activities with regularity and intentionally forms the backbone of a humble life, carving out space for God to work on the heart. Prayer is communication with God, where one acknowledges dependence on Him, expresses gratitude and seeks guidance. In the moments of prayer, believers are reminded of their place before God, fostering a spirit of humility. By bringing their needs, concerns, and confessions before God, they recognize their own limitations and His sovereignty. Scripture study provides a narrative framework for humility, offering countless examples of humble individuals God used mightily. These stories inspire and instruct, offering concrete guidance on living humbly. Scripture also acts as a mirror, reflecting back to us who we are and who we are called to be. Self-examination is a critical but often overlooked discipline that involves taking stock of one's life, motives, and actions. It requires honesty and vulnerability before God, asking Him to reveal areas of pride and self-reliance. This practice is not about self-flagellation but about aligning oneself more closely with the image of Christ. Together, these practices foster receptivity to God's transformative work. They are not one-off experiences but ongoing commitments that reorient the believer's focus away from self and towards God and others. As these disciplines are integrated into daily life, humility becomes less of an aspiration and more of a reality reflected in the believer's demeanor and interactions. Humility in Community, a Collective Journey Humility finds its full expression not in solitude but within the context of community. The communal journey of humility is one where individuals support each other in their quest to live out the teachings of Christ. In a community, humility is about the self's relationship with God and the interpersonal dynamics that foster a spirit of unity and mutual respect. In a community that values humility, each member is encouraged to value others above themselves, looking not only to their own interests but also to the interests of others, as described in Philippians 2-4. This principle promotes a culture of honor, where each person's contributions are valued. No one is considered more important than another. In this environment, individuals can thrive, knowing they are part of a body that honors their presence and respects their unique giftings. Communities characterized by humility are marked by a willingness to learn from one another, regardless of hierarchy or status. Leaders in such communities serve not to assert authority but to empower and uplift others. Members feel free to share their thoughts and to admit mistakes without fear of judgment, understanding that each person is on a journey of growth. Furthermore, a humble community is a place where forgiveness and reconciliation are possible. When offenses occur, as they inevitably will, a humble heart is quick to seek forgiveness and to extend it. This practice of grace is the glue that holds the community together through trials and disagreements. As believers engage in communal life, their humility is challenged and sharpened. The daily interactions, the shared experiences, and the collective worship all serve as opportunities to practice humility, to learn from one another, and to grow together in Christlikeness. In community, the practice of humility can be refined and displayed in its most radiant form as a testament to the transformative power of the gospel lived out in love and service to one another. Leadership and Humility, Redefining Strength In leadership discourse, humility emerges as an attribute that redefines traditional notions of strength and influence. Humble leadership is not an oxymoron but a transformative standard that recalibrates the purpose and practice of leading others. 
It stands in contrast to the models of leadership that prize assertiveness and control, proposing instead a leadership that empowers and elevates. Humble leaders do not diminish their authority but exercise it with a keen awareness of their responsibility to serve those they lead. They recognize that leadership is not about accruing power but about stewarding it wisely for the benefit of others. This kind of leadership is marked by listening more than speaking, valuing feedback, and being willing to put the needs of others before one's own agenda. The concept of servant leadership, introduced by Robert K. Greenleaf and exemplified by Christ, encapsulates this approach. It suggests that the best leaders serve first and lead second. Such leaders are guided by a vision that seeks the best for their followers, and they lead by example, demonstrating the values they wish to emulate. This redefinition of leadership also extends to how success is measured. In a humility-centered framework, success is not solely about outcomes and achievements but about the growth and well-being of the people involved. It considers the legacy of relationships built and the community fostered rather than just the milestones reached or the accolades earned. In practicing humility, leaders become catalysts for creating environments where trust, collaboration, and collective success flourish. They inspire loyalty not through fear or domination but through their consistent demonstration of care and commitment to the greater good. This approach to leadership not only enriches the lives of individuals and communities but also offers a sustainable model for achieving lasting impact and influence. Conclusion, The Echo of Humility and Eternity Pursuing humility is a journey with an eternal echo, resonating beyond the bounds of temporal accolades and achievements. It is a pursuit that aligns with the eternal purposes of God, knitting together the fabric of character that lasts beyond a lifetime. As believers practice humility, they do so with the awareness that their actions reverberate into eternity, shaping not just the present but the eternal narrative of their lives. In the grand tapestry of God's design, each act of humility is an individual thread and a part of the collective pattern. It is an acknowledgement that personal significance is found not in standing apart but in weaving together with others to fulfill a divine purpose. When believers adopt humility, they accept their role in a story much more significant than themselves, a story authored by God, in which each chapter is integral, and every character is significant. The echo of humility is heard in the legacy left for future generations, in the lives touched by selfless love, and in the transformation of societies that witness the power of servant leadership. The soft yet powerful whisper counters the transient shouts of self-importance. This whisper carries the weight of eternal truth. Thus, as believers walk this path of humility, they do so in the company of the saints past, present, and future, joined in the common aim of reflecting the humility of Christ. In this reflection, they find their highest calling and most profound joy, for it is in living humbly that they truly live for the glory of God and, in this glory, find their ultimate purpose and peace. God bless and until next time stay humble.